Okay, perfect. Uh, um, I will um, I will introduce you sh very shortly. Um, um, we have today as our guest uh, Giuseppe Romeo um, has his own dental dental um, uh, uh, laboratory in Torino, Italy, and uh, Giuseppe will shortly introduce yourself a little bit as we we, we just uh, uh, discussed. I, uh, you you just told that you were born in uh, in the USA, New York. Uh, yeah. Could you tell us some more about your your history and your education as a as a dental technician? Yes, thank you so much, uh, Eric, for your invitation. First of all, and it was a big pleasure that I have the possibility to meet you in Munich the first time. Uh, I'm a dental technician based in in Turin, in the north Italy, and uh, actually I'm not uh, really 100% Italian because I was born in the United States in New York and I lived the first part of my life there in New York City. Then my parents, they decided to move back in Italy, and I had my education here in Italy, and I studied five years of dental technician school in Italy. After that, I moved to Geneva, and I did the two years of the university because there were a master program for dental technician, and my mentors there were Professor Bersel, Pascal Magne, Didier Dici, and they moved me uh, in a Michel Magne laboratory where I had almost 10 years of cooperation. So wow. after that, I, I opened my laboratory when I was uh, 24 years old. And uh, I had my opportunity in my life to uh, go and working at the USC, University of Southern California, um, becoming a clinical assistant professor because Silas Duarte, Dr. Silas Duarte, Dr. Avishai Sadan and Dr. Pascal Magne, they called me to go there and working with them. So after these five years, I came back to Italy. I reopened my oral design center and I'm working fortunately with a fantastic dentists in the world. And I'm learning with this dentist because they are educating me all the time. And I think that the, for the dental technician, it's really, really important to know dentistry and the, how to proceed technically to be a good support in the clinical steps. And uh, so this is part of my life. This is part wow. of my story. Wow. <laughs> incredible. I mean? Incredible. You, you have, you have been with, with, well, for me, those are like you call uh, uh, DJ Dici. You, you, you talked about Pascal Magne. Those are my, the, the godfathers for me, at least in, in, in dentistry, and you have been uh, working with them. You, you have been educated by them, uh, by them. Yeah. I think, well, that, that, that's like a dream for me to work with, uh, to work with them, those icons. Beautiful. Um, you, uh, do you also, because you have your own um, laboratory in, in Torino, uh, but you are also teaching in uh, Los Angeles that means that you travel a lot yes, I, during the week I would, 
I, no, I was teaching in Los Angeles when I was there. Then I came yeah. back to Italy. They called me only one time to go back there for teaching. And uh, now I have good relationship with them, but I didn't have any opportunity to go back and, uh, and teach it. But it's still remaining as a clinical assistant professor okay. there because I did research with uh, Pascal Mann. And uh, during that time, I had the opportunity, I want to mention these guys because for me, they were very important in my life, like Gene Hopark, Neymar Sartori, uh, Jack Goldberg, and uh, Jan Frederick Guth that is working with Daniel Adeloff uh, mm -hmm. a lot. And uh, so it, it was an amazing experience for me. I said, I was the only one dental technician, so you can imagine. Uh, yeah, I wow. feel a little, little bit embarrassed because all, all the guys that were dentists there and they trained me how to think like a dentist to do things in the laboratory. Wow, so beautiful. It, for me, it was a beautiful, beautiful yeah. thing in my life. Yeah. Yeah, because all the work, because I, I was at your presentation, as we, we discussed it before on the European Academy of Aesthetic Dentistry, and I really liked your the way you brought the presentation. It was for me, uh, one one of the things, because now it, it, it comes together, the puzzle falls a little bit together now when you explain that you've been trained by so many uh, dentists and you've worked together with so many dentists, because I think that you were really able to communicate with me when I was in the audience. I really could understand you as a dental technician. I felt you were talking like a dentist about what I should do or what I shouldn't do. And, and then we come to the communication a little bit because what do you think that's the most important part of uh, a good relationship between the dentist and the dental technician? How, how do you... Um, what tips do you have for for us as a dentist to be to be well <laughs> to be successful together because we're a team right yeah uh, first of all i have to say that the, dent the dental technician is forced to to study dentistry i i traveled all around the world and i can tell you that in italy we have a five uh, if you want to become only a dental technician, it's enough to do four years. If you want to go to the, to the university, you have to study one year more. And this is what I did to just to go in, in Geneva to have two years there. And uh, we, it, it's impossible for the dental technician don't study dentistry if they want to cooperate with the doctors. Doctors, they studied five years at the university. Why mm -hmm. the dental technician has to study only two years? I saw in the world that they have two years of school or three years of school. It's not enough. Unfortunately, it's not enough. They have to do more. And uh, I have to say that my, when I come back, to Italy. Mm -hmm. uh, one of my best mentors that I always loved was uh, Nilsson Bicciaccio and uh, with uh, Mirella Ferraro. And they, I have to thank them they, because they allowed me to be part of their team. And they trained me a lot, especially in implants. In implants, I didn't have a great knowledge at that time. And they trained me how, how is important, important to, to understand some steps, clinical steps, in order to uh, go ahead in the laboratory and to support the dentist for the final rehabilitation or the temporary phase. 
this yeah. is one of the things that I really, really appreciate. And I don't want to forget also, for example, uh, Dr. Domenico Massironi with the microscope and preparation. And um, he, he practically gave me the opportunity to understand better the predictability and longevity of the work in, yeah. uh, in the future. Yeah, because and, you, and, you, you wrote a book together with him as well, right? I wrote, you... Exactly, exactly. I wrote the book and there will be a new edition in, I hope in 2021, uh, because uh, that book, it's, now it's old and we have to, to show uh, new things uh, that what, what we did uh, in these last years. Yeah, yeah, because you were writing about the precision and the, the aspects of precision in aesthetic dentistry or in, in dental aesthetics. Could, could you explain a little bit more the importance for you of, of the, um, well, working with a microscope, with magnification or, or other things that you use to increase your precision? Yeah, I started with a microscope in 1993. And my mentor in microscope uh, was uh, Mr. Romeo Pacetta. He's a very famous dental technician in precision. And he's also co-author of, of this book. And uh, so from that time, I understood better what, uh, what the doctors, uh, they're doing uh, in the office with the microscope. Why we don't have to continue in the laboratory. Why you, we need to use a loops uh, 2.5 magnification is not enough. It's not enough for the longevity of the work. Sometimes I saw some dentists, they tell me, ah, Giuseppe, the, the, the tissues of that case was marvelous. It's my precision based on the precision of the preparation and the cementation. Cementation is another important steps that is really, really difficult. I think to make a cementation is really, really difficult, especially if you use magnification with a microscope. But you have at that time the longevity and predictability of the work. Yeah, yeah and it makes it all more easy, right? If, you, if, if the whole procedure is precise, then the cementation, so the final step actually of, of, the, of the work will be, will be easier. Because if, if the preparation is done with the magnification, the, the, well, the preparation is probably more precise. If the dental work is done with a microscope, it, the fit is more precise and then the cementation will become easier. So it's everything together because sometimes I have the feeling that if the first step is not perfect, then you will end up by adding more mistakes upon each other and well, the last exactly. procedure will be a nightmare. Exactly, at the end you're gonna end up with a nightmare. Yeah. So if you're going to stay precise in the beginning, and uh, I can tell you that I'm so happy because this dentist that I'm working with, uh, the soft tissue of Nitsan and Mirella are fantastic. The soft tissue of Nini Massironi, they're great. But I have other, also other names like uh, Dorota Stankowska, Monica Emelio. And, um, and what, what is for you important for, for a beautiful soft tissue? Do you... Do you, uh, uh, do you refer now to implant cases or do you also mean like both? Both, okay. Both. Yeah. For me, it's important the impression. On natural teeth, the impression. The impression is really, really important. If you go scan, if you go analogical with uh, impression materials, but 
the impression for me is important. I have to read the margin when I go uh, using the magnification because I cannot invent the finish line. Uh, on the other hand, if we have no prep veneers, for example, or a B or vertical preparation, we decide with the dentist where is the good apical position of the margin. And once we decide that, my due is to make precise that, look, that, that position of, of the margin. Yeah. I, I can tell you that maybe I can make a mistakes on the value of the tooth. I can make a mistakes on, on the shape of the tooth. But if the precision is really, really good, we can have a long predictability of the work in the mouth. Yeah, yeah. yeah I see. And then we have, we, we come, you, you just uh, talked a little bit about analog and digital. Then we come to the old, always the discussion between digital and analog. When I saw the movies on your, on your Instagram and so on, it looks like you're working a lot of analog. Uh, do you, do you use also, because, uh, we, we are more and more uh, going towards digital, at least that's my experience. Um, what, what do you think is the, the handcraft, so the craftsmanship, is that still, is it possible in your hands to put so much um, your soul in the, in the digital work? How, how, does it, how does it work for you? I can tell you that uh, I finish everything uh, analogical, mm -hmm. but I'm starting digital right now. So when I have to make my zirconia coping, when I have to make my digital walks up, I'm starting digital. But then I want to finish analogical because the way I layer ceramic and my experience, my sacrifice that I did in the past, how to layer ceramic and to create natural effects. Unfortunately, right now, there is no digital system they can match at the same, at, in the same manner the, the ceramic layering, uh, but I do, I do digital. My next lecture that will be for the European Academy Digital Dentistry, I will have a lot of stuff that I do digital. I do digital the cervical contouring concept from, Nitsa, from Professor Nitsan Bichacho. I do digitally um, the, the frame, the zirconia framework. This is what I'm designing. But we have to take in consideration that for many, many years, we work manually uh, to obtain precision mm -hmm. with, um, with the refractory material when we casting metal. Now we have numbers on digital and we have to understand how long is the die, how width mm -hmm. is the die. Based on that, we have to change the numbers to, to obtain precision. In, in my experience, in my digital experience, I want to have the crowns, the framework, 90% adapted after the milling. After that, the 10% has to work the dental technician to get precision. Yeah. Also, if I'm working, also if I'm working on implants, I have to get precision with the microscope. It's a must because perimplantitis is coming also for imprecision. Mm -hmm. yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. But, but it's sometimes it's difficult because maybe, maybe you have something to, uh, to add on that because I, I work with the microscope uh, like 80% of the time. I, I, I do my restorative work uh, on, under the, the microscope. Um, and also cementation preparation and so on but 
it's it's difficult for uh, dentists to believe that there is an extra benefit of working with precision and at least that's what i experience sometimes do do you do you do you have any tips or 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 how is your your how do you see the the use of the microscope in in, in well in your in daily work do you see differences between dentists who work with magnification or without magnification do you experience any differences there i can see from the impression if okay. they don't work with the microscope immediately i can see the impression the manual the analogical impression are distorted and uh, the scan impression is not clear. I cannot see the margin. Uh, I know that using the scan with the microscope, it's impossible nowadays, uh, but it's possible to use the microscope during the preparation at that time mm -hmm. to put a suitable cord. And I want also to emphasize one thing about the cords, the dentist, they put the cords to allow the dental technician to read their margin, their finish line. Uh, normally, I prefer one cord because if we, we are and thinner, if we are working um, with a model gallery, with the alveolar model, mm -hmm. uh, we don't need to have a distortion of the soft tissue, but we need just to have the suitable position. Also, if the cord will move a little bit the soft tissue, but at the same time, we have the possibility to decide how to put the transition line for the future shape of the tooth. If you put a big cord or two cords or three cords in the mouth, the dental technician will have a distorted um, soft tissue design. And this is, is going to be very, very difficult for the final aesthetic result. Yeah, I agree. I agree on that because do you work uh, a lot with the the Geller models? Uh, because sometimes I hear dental technicians say, "Well, it's it's so much work to create them. I will just do a, a, a separated models, you know, and and then just grind all the soft tissue away, and then have an extra, um, well, then do an extra um, a model from your impression, and then we check the precision there." But, but how do you? Um, uh, for veneers, uh, I'm forced to do the model work because yeah. I have to condition the soft tissue, especially for no prep veneers. Yeah. I have a lot of dentists there sending me no prep veneers when we have the indications because no prep veneers is not for all the cases. You need to no. have the indication no. for no prep veneers. Yeah, yeah uh, by the way, I saw some very nice examples on your Instagram profile from non prep. It was amazing. If if listeners are not following Giuseppe Romeo yet, then then uh, I will put your Instagram link below this podcast, and you should follow. Thank you, so much. you should follow him. Yeah. Okay, thank you. So for me, it's important to have the alveolar model because I have to condition the tissue, and uh, if you have the possibility to remove the dye from the alveolar site and then condition the tissue in in and internally, it's um, it's an easy way how to change the soft tissue design cervically. On the other hand, if I have to do crowns, single crowns, no. I prefer to have a fixed model, a solid model. I can condition the tissue as well. It's, it's, not, it's not a problem. But for veneers, I'm forced. It takes a lot of time. Yes, you're right. It takes a lot of time. But 
you have to decide if you want to go with slow dental technician procedures or fast dental technician procedures. It's like slow dentistry or fast dentistry. It's, it's, it's very close. So we are the mirror in the laboratory. We are the mirror of our customers, of our dentists. Fortunately, I have um, a lot of dentists that they love to go with slow dentistry. They want to see everything. They want to check everything. They want to check aesthetic precision, ceramic layering. And, uh, and I don't know if it's fortunately or unfortunately, but they really, really very well understand all the technical procedures, especially in a ceramic layering. And yeah. this, at the same time, will help me how to see things and how to increase the quality of my work. Yeah, and also to enjoy, right? To enjoy your work. I mean, it gives you so much, at least for me, it gives me so much pleasure uh, working I love slowly. My work. <laughs> I love my work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you can see that from everything, the way you present, the way you you have passion for the things you do and you can really, well bring that energy to the audience. And I, I, I really, I really like that. Thank the, you. What, what is, what, what, maybe a little bit more personal question, but what I, I also discussed with, with other uh, speakers about that. What, what is for you, what keeps you so motivated and what is your drive behind? Yeah. Mm. I can, you... tell you. <laughs> I can tell you. <laughs> okay, I'm curious. I have, I have the answer. This this was a big problem in my life. When I started to when I opened my laboratory, and uh, so I I I didn't have a good knowledge in ceramic layering and the shape of the teeth. I have to say that Switzerland, um, two years of the university in Geneva, and then a lot of years of cooperation in the Michel Magne laboratories. Uh, helped me a lot to understand uh, a different world of dental technician and dentistry. And the, my problem was if the patient has a 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years old, always the same shape, always the same layering. And I said, I, I cannot do this. And, and I explain you why also, because I was so motivated. I was an ex-soccer player and I played soccer with the professionist in third division. And I said, if I have to do the dental technician, I want to stay with the professionist. I, I don't want to go, mm -hmm. I don't want to stay in, in a medium or, or, or average level. So I have to do something to increase the quality of my work. And this is, was one of the motivation that uh, I work a lot to, to study the shape, to study the ceramic layering. How I study the ceramic layering? Uh, since I grew up with the dentist, I had the possibility a uh, long time ago, um, veneers, they were not so trendy in the life. And uh, I saw a lot of teeth, uh, they were cut to make crowns. And when I saw the dentist cutting the teeth, I saw practically the substructure of the teeth. And I make pictures and I starting to study the effects, the mammalons, the crack liners, the colors and everything. And I compare with the ceramic at that time. This was the input that made me uh, motivated to go ahead in this work and to make a custom smile. 
And in the second step of my life, I wanted to create a, a technique to make an individual tooth bait on the face details. So the patient needs to have the two centrals with a suitable shape that can match in the face. And I studied a lot of books. I did a lot of research in bibliography. And uh, so this is, was my input in my life to, to change uh, how to work as a dental technician. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, I think that you're really, one of the, of the things that, that makes, that really makes sense that you get if you are, if you succeed to give someone two front teeth that really fit into the, the face and fit into the, in the person itself. If you, if you see that, that really gives a lot of joy. Do you, are you able, because that was one of the things that I, I, I was thinking a little bit about, you have a lot of customers all over the world. Are you able to, to really see your end results or, or do you think that it's sometimes a little bit frustrating that you, you cannot be there to see, well, you can see it on the pictures, you can see it on the camera, but you're, you cannot really visualize it. And I imagine that, that might, uh, um, it used to be different when you were in the, in the Manya laboratory, for example, that there you could really see the, the people. No, uh, uh, I cannot travel in all the offices that I'm working with. And so that's why I, I always ask the dentist that to send me the pictures of the patient. Mm-hmm. But I want to know from the dentist um, the okay. story of the patient, the expectation of the patient, and what the dentist is thinking about for the future shape. So before to start the workshop, I'm drawing everything digitally. I'm making a plan, and I show it to the dentist. And then I would like to, rely, to realize analogic, analogical mm-hmm. in a second step. This is a really important. And I want to tell you that for me, it's important that, that to be part of the team. Uh, the dental technician is not a wizard. He's not a magician. <laughs> He's a magician. He cannot do it. If the dental technician doesn't have the help of the dentist, it's totally lost. I tell you, totally lost. If I have a dentist that is sending me a case and tell me doing your best for the... Mm, great uh, customer smile. I said, listen, if you don't give me information, I, I cannot do it. No, no. I can, we have to cooperate together. This is a really important. To cooperate together, I have to know all the clinical steps. And the, and the dentist has to know um, the technical steps to allow the dental technician to realize together the final aesthetic result. Yeah, so it's not... So it's it's really it's it's important to understand it's not a trick, it's it's really something to put a lot of energy in to to cooperate. So also the dentist should put a lot of effort in making nice pictures, in really describing exactly. the person. Maybe already put uh, something like a DSD together, or or at least talk about the most important characteristics of the person and and that all together that makes the team and, and then you have a good result because sometimes i i i, I see that um um there is a um 
it, it really comes into maybe you you uh, also follow Dr. Uh, Dr. Appa. Uh, he is one of the dentists who who seems to be able to really fast creating beautiful smiles. But then a lot of people forget all the work and all the hard work that is put into that and the and the team building and all the communication that's necessary to create those beautiful teeth. Also, when you when you look on, on your profile and look at those teas, it's not that if I send you an impression that I will immediately get the same nice result as you present there. There's been a lot of, of time and, and, and precision involved for sure. Good. You, right. you, you were also, uh, you've also written another book. Um, uh, th that's what I saw on the internet. It's aesthetic and restorative dentistry. You were co-authored together with uh, uh, Douglas uh, A. Terry and Willie Geller. And Willie Geller, um, yes. Why um, it it is um, important? For, maybe a question for why is it important to read those to to read those books, and why is it important to to read at all uh, as a as a dentist or as a dental technician? Uh, first of all, because I have passion for my work. And uh, so I'm working in other two books right now. One is Dr. Domenico Massironi, and the other one is my own book that I would oh, like wow. to share with a lot of dental technicians and dentists at the same time, um, sharing uh, difficulties, mistakes, and, and issues that we have in our daily work and uh, how we ended up at the end with, with the final aesthetic results and the showing also the technical procedures that I have. At that time it was so important because Mr. Willie Geller that he called me in his group in 2000 uh, to become an oral design member. And so in respect of him, I, I, I felt uh, practically inside of me the, the sensation to do it. To do yeah, this cool. and Douglas Terry is a good friend so Douglas Douglas Terry is a good friend so I accepted immediately and I wrote four chapters of this book wow wow the the um, the, the oral design you you are a member or of the oral design uh, club um, it, it is in, in my opinion only the best of the best dental technicians are part of the oral design could you explain a little bit about because there might be some listeners that don't really know what what the oral design is uh, could you explain a little bit what what you need to do to become a member or or what oral yeah. design group stands for yeah and uh, oral design uh, international it's a uh, it's a uh, a big worldwide group of dental technicians but not only dental technician because we have also dentists there we have pascal Magno, we have uh, lupo viega uh, from uh, connecticut we have uh, luca dalloca uh, from italy and uh, giuseppe lice and uh, we have uh, other several dentists that, that now I'm, uh, I'm forgetting. And there are a lot of dental technicians. We are recognized for the quality of our work, but we are not the same. We have different characteristics from each other. This is what Mr. Willie Geller, he wanted to have a lot of people with good quality of work, but with different characteristics. And the, the way I became oral design, I can tell you my story. I don't know the story of the other guys. It was in 2000 
and uh, I, I was at the Italian Academy Fixed Prostodontics uh, event, and I spoke after uh, Mr. Geller, and Mr. Geller saw my presentation, and he invited me to join the group um, at that time. And uh, with enormous pleasure, I, I accepted, and I really, uh, I'm really thankful to him for this opportunity in my life to stay in this group, uh, because there are a lot of... Uh, uh, not only great dental technician, but really, really, I have to say great person, both dentist and dental technician. Yeah, because I think that's, that's important, right? To have on both sides to really have the, the teamwork, to really be able to, exactly. to, to, to come together. So a lot of communication is important and, 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 and teamwork. So both sides need to be willing to, to listen to each other, right? That's, exactly. But the, the oral design, it's, uh, um, it's a famous group, but I would like to say that also there are a lot of dental technicians. They are not oral design, but mm -hmm. they are really, really good. They're really, really talented. They, they have a very um, good knowledge. And uh, also, if they are not oral design, that they deserve to stay in a high level of dental, of dental technician and dentistry as well. Yeah, yeah. What, what do you see in the future? What, what, what is your perception of the future uh, of, of, of a dental technician? How do you see? Because if we, if we look, for example, to uh, one of the um, co-members of, of Oral Design, um, uh, Botgan uh, Maikailuk, from, uh, the father from Nazari. Uh, Ukraine. Yes. Yeah, from Ukraine. Ukraine. He is talking about working more digitally and it will save him time and, 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 and so on. But how do you see the, the craftsmanship as a dental technician? Is, is the, the, well, the really the aesthetic work, will it, will it stay something manually? No, uh, we have to say that digitally, digital will be the future and it's a choice. Uh, the choice of Nazari and the father, it's a good choice uh, because they're making a very nice job and the quality of their job, it's, it's a very in a high level. They decided to go digitally and, and it's fine until you maintain the quality as, a, as an oral design members. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, I prefer right now to combine the digital with uh, with the manual work because it, it's it's my choice, but I would like to say that for the young generation, the young generation they don't have uh, the analogical education, and uh, they go immediately online. They have the library of the teeth. They make a WhatsApp, but they don't know how to design a zirconia framework because they don't know how to layer ceramic. They don't know how to play with the, uh, with the design of the framework in order to uh, take an advantage of the translucency of the ceramic to create the incisal effects. This is a really important. And uh, this is one of the things that um, makes me worrying for, for the future. Uh, because it, it's a pity to lose um, the, the quality that we have nowadays in the world with the manual. And if the analogical can, can be combined with the digital, it's, it's a good help.
And I think the young generation, they have to study, to study the, the analogical whale, how to make uh, the, the anatomy of the tooth. Uh, there are a lot of uh, laboratory, especially in Italy, they are a big laboratory. They have young guys working there, but they have no idea about the anatomy, the ceramic layering, the design of the zirconia framework. They have no idea because they, they didn't study that. They didn't try to work with the hands. They cannot feel it in the hands. When I'm working with the hands in, in, in the, on the model work, on the ceramic, on the provisional, on the walks up, I feel it. I have in the hands, it's sensitivity. On the computer, you have in front of you only the screen and you cannot feel it. No, it's, it's a totally different world. It's, it's like, it's, the, a it's, like it's, it's a different world. And, and it's, a, it's really, it's, it's what the, the craftsmanship, right? It, it's the, the art, uh, really the, exactly. the, the, the manual labor, the, 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 I have the feeling that when I do something with my hands, if I create something with my hands, it's a different feeling than when I create something on the computer. You, you do a lot of composite. I saw on your Instagram page, you do a lot of composite. And when you layer your composite, it's totally different when you make a monolithic and then, especially in the frontal area. Yeah. You, yeah. Nowadays with the stains that we have in the marketing, you can simulate, you can stay very, very close. You can simulate very, very well. But in my eyes, I can see it. It's staying. It's yeah, but you know, you know it. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it immediately. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a great work. It's a great work, but it's staying. It's yeah. not layered. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what would you advise to, to young uh, dental technicians, upcoming young dental technicians and, uh, or upcoming young dentists? What would you advise them to do? To they, have to think, they have to think analogical to make it digital. Okay. Yeah. It, and, and it, practice anatomy, right? That's exactly. They have to think analogical and then to make digital. Okay. Well, wonderful. Wonderful. I'm, I'm already really looking forward to the, the lecture. I, I hope we can arrange this in, in 2022 uh, uh, and, and might even be, it comes into my mind now because you were talking about you, uh, you were also, um, well, the clinical assistant professor in the USC, there might be even a possible cooperation lecturing in 2021, maybe with Pascal Manier. That could be fantastic <laughs> because <laughs> with Pascal, we worked five years there at the USC. Yeah. Well, so what might, what might be an, uh, might be an idea to do something like that. Well, let's, yeah. let's talk about it after the podcast. Um, I, um, I, I was uh, thinking about uh, one last uh, question. Um, we talked a little bit about uh, the passion, the time and, and your, your, your life uh, up till what you've reached now. Um, one of the things that I've always think is very difficult is to, to work also with others in your lab. How, how many, how does your dental laboratory look like? Do you work with a lot of uh, people? Um, how big is your lab? Um, could you tell us a little bit about that? Or do you just work alone? I'm sorry, Eric, I cannot hear you because the connection is not good, I think. Now it's better? 
Now it's better. We're I, back. Yeah, we're back. Yes, yeah, sorry. <laughs> now I can hear you. Unfortunately, I didn't hear the questions because the connection was not good. Oh, okay. No problem. I will just repeat uh, the question. It was, um, I, I, I would like to know a little bit more about your laboratory. laboratory. So do you work alone? Do you work with other people together? And how are you able, if you're working with other people together, to get them in the same level as you want them to perform? Yeah, uh, when I come back to Italy uh, from the United States, I was totally alone in the beginning. And I selected the 43 peoples. On these 43 peoples, I got to two ladies, uh, Emanuela Branda from Timisoara, Romania, and uh, Cristina Onofrejciuk from Suchava, Romania. Uh, these are the two ladies that for me, they work in my laboratory. And Manuela, right now, she is making very, very good ceramics. She needs a little bit of more education to make, to jump better in the next level. And Christina, she's fantastic with the computer. Christina, she's uh, uh, 29 years old with the computer. She's amazing. She understands everything immediately, especially with, with uh, the three shape software. And I have to say that she's teaching me how to make it on the computer. <laughs> but but how, how, how did you achieve that? I mean, it's so difficult to get to, to, to build a team. At least I, I, I experienced. And, and, but how did, you, how did you keep them together? And, and how, did you, how were you able to, to build such a good team? Um, it depends on their personality. They are very hungry to work in a high level. And this has impressed me. This has impressed me a lot. Uh, because of that, I choose to work with them. And now I'm happy because um, the way Manuela, she's layering, uh, it's, it's really, really good. And, uh, and Christina, the model work, uh, the articulator and uh, the computer, adapting the veneers with the microscope. She's really, really precise. So she understood how to, to work with the microscope. And uh, so this is, this is what I need in my laboratory. Yeah. People yeah. with a uh, different mind, thinking yeah. different. Yeah, but, but motivated to, to deliver something that, that's perfect, right? To, to, to have a high quality, not to be at home at five, but to, to put something beautiful. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. This is a very important. Yes, well... Beautiful, beautiful. I, uh, I would really like to thank you, Giuseppe, for, for all the time. Um, My and pleasure. It, it was a pleasure to talk with you. And um, I'm, as, it, as I said before, I'm really looking forward to seeing your, your lecture. And um, I will put the books also in links uh, below uh, this podcast. And okay. I will also put a link to your Instagram page so people can you so follow much. you or can, can well, know more about you if, if they're interested after this, uh, after this talk. Okay, so...